feel like to let you find the one You know you got to have a real good time They told me Good afternoon or good evening. You're here with Nathaniel Butler, and this is another episode of Talk Is Deep. I'm really excited today for this episode. It's been a long time coming, at least 15 years in the making. Uh, <laughs> not really, but it's, it's it's good to be doing this episode today. So um, yeah, we're going to get right into it. No, this is Talk Is Deep. And um, last episode, I had uh, Naime and her brother uh, Nico on the uh, podcast. Well, no, sorry, Naime and Dwayne. So. They're on the podcast with me uh, last episode, and so thank you guys again for joining me for that. And if you heard it, please go listen to it. It's episode before this one. It was really great. And we talked about a lot of stuff, coronavirus, and uh, how to stay sane during the time, and you know keep keep things in line in your life. So it's a lot of good insight. Check it out when you get a chance. And I uh, want to thank you guys again for joining me again. And my guest today, she's actually my uh, coworker. Uh, I know I've interviewed a coworker in the past. If you remember my episode with Olivia. Uh, it's another one of my coworkers. Uh, she's actually uh, just turned twenty five recently, so uh, she's old now. Um, uh, she's Caucasian, so that that's a plus, you know, in America, which which is great. That's something that's been uh, on the rise here lately. <laughs> so I introduce you guys to my guest, uh, Hannah Hebert. Thank you for joining me, Hannah. What's up? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, I'm excited. Um, like I said, I wanted to talk to you today because uh, we and you had talked. Uh, before, like, I even asked you to be on my show about, like, uh, we just had a conversation about our families and stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, what we, like, been through with our family. So your story to me was interesting. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, would you want to be on the podcast? You're like, I don't know how much you're paying. I was like, nothing. You're like, <laughs> I'll think about it. And then here we are. Here we, we, are. we worked it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, you know, because I, I know I revealed to you how I grew up without a dad and stuff. And you revealed me how you actually had like the reverse where you actually grew up without a mother. And I was like, oh, wow, that's something that you don't really hear about a lot. So, you know, we wanted to get into today and just, you know, talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, honored that, you know, you took that conversation and you're like, wow, that's kind of intriguing. Yeah. Interesting, you know? Hopefully it gets at least uh, three views so I can get my check. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, my first question would be... um, is where are you originally from? I know you're from Arizona, so where are you originally from? Well, so I was actually born in Arizona. Ooh, and way. then um, around the age of like five or six, uh, me and my family, we moved to Connecticut. Okay. Actually, it was like a small town um, in Connecticut. And then we spent about six or seven years there before we moved back to Arizona. Okay. When I was in like seventh grade or so. Okay, so do you consider, which one do you consider more your home, like Arizona or Connecticut? Connecticut. For okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. okay. That's where like all my childhood was. Yeah. So, Definitely Connecticut. Okay, okay. I thought for some reason I thought it was Kansas for some reason. I think it's because I was planning on moving there. So oh yes, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that just ruins my whole interview, and we're done. <laughs> no, um. So Connecticut, it was a small town. Did you have um? Were your classrooms small and things like that, or? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, because the town that I grew up in specifically it only had like one elementary school and then you would like go to a middle school but it was combined of like your surrounding towns and stuff oh so wow a lot of us like all grew up in the same classes like throughout the whole year with the like, same students mm-hmm. oh, it was like maybe one or two teachers for each grade and then you'd like kind of switch around but okay. everybody like we were all friends because that's was, like, crazy one class mm-hmm. yeah so basically you really get to like know those people because yeah. every year with them that's yep. wow it sucked when we moved back because those were like my childhood friends. Yeah. And I was like starting all over, but yeah. It's growth. You know, that's what it is. It happens. That's what they say. Yeah. What I tell you. And your mom and dad, uh, did they meet in Arizona or did they meet in Connecticut or? They actually met in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Right. They... The chat sites or what? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, um, I was asking my dad actually because I was wondering that whole like, how did you guys actually yeah. meet? But. His first ex-wife, um, she was friends with my aunt that was going to go live in Kansas. Okay. And so they were like mutual friends. And so then my dad and 
they were all horse people, so like they would do rodeos and all that. Oh, so, really? Wow. So your dad actually did rodeos? He he would like go and like support okay. and like he'd ride horses and everything. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like a in the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was just like, you go, girl. Yeah. Like, I'll watch from <laughs> yeah. the stands. I'll pick your teeth up. You get kicked in the face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it's actually through my aunt. Uh, that he met my my birth mom. Okay. So I was right. like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know who met who first. A lot of tea in that story. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Say more. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> did they actually get married or were they? No, they were okay. like very on and off. And oh, was... the Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and how, or to the best of your knowledge, I guess, like how would you like describe your mom and dad together? Um, I. Because I was so young, I didn't actually see them together, but I know, like, my dad more or less, like, tolerated her because she was my birth mom yeah, and stuff. But I, from the stories that he would tell me, there wasn't really, like, much of a relationship because once she got into, like, all her addiction and everything, you change as person, yeah, you know? Yeah. So he was just, like, trying to help her kind of but then he was like okay you know what i'm gonna go my separate ways until like i happen by accident yeah you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> by accident it's that slipping to it sorry <laughs> man i mean it takes two to tango yeah but you know what yeah I mean. yeah yeah sometimes so, the dance is long <laughs> yeah, you know, so. i get it yeah yeah so I, I don't think they actually had a very like like as far as a relationship, like when you think of relationship, oh, there's love and happiness, and yeah, like growth and everything. I don't think that's... they were just getting through, basically. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And did you happen to like? Do you remember any of that experience yourself, or were you? Did he do a pretty good job, like shielding you from it? It's interesting because I was trying to like actually look back on that, and so it was a lot. Like I knew it was separate. Like I knew, like okay, this is my dad, and then this is my mom, and I would periodically go and see her and him but i know that they were never together like if that makes sense yeah i remember them in separate like separate visits and things like that and like i never knew what they were doing like or as far as like talking and being dropped off and going back and forth and stuff i never knew that there was anything like like the drama side of it yeah but i knew that they weren't together yeah you thought you were going to moms and stuff Mm -hmm. okay okay Mm -hmm. well that's good that he didn't really like like put anything into your mind you know what i mean like he just right. really was just there mm-hmm. to like hey this is your mom like yep. spend time with her that's good that's mm-hmm. good because a lot of times that's not the case you know yeah. like go to your broke dad or you know yeah. something like that you know <laughs> yeah I, I mean if he did i don't remember any of that so okay yeah. okay and do you um do you think that because like i'm guessing like growing up more you start to realize you know, all the stuff that was kind of going on, because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure your dad probably told you some stuff as mm-hmm. you got older. Right. Um, did During those revelations, did you yourself, like, did that change your experience, like, with how you interacted with people, like, knowing after, what you knew after you found out? Um, in the sense of, like, like, what do you mean? Like, like your like your personal experiences with people, like, people that you liked or, like, just your friends, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, growing up, I didn't know anything different but like looking back on it like I think um going or like because we moved away from her like so that we like be separate or whatever yeah but I think looking back on it I would want to be people's friends because like I wanted to feel accepted or like I would do extra things because like oh this is gonna make this person happy like it's not necessarily like what I wanted to do Uh or like to an extent obviously yeah but I think I was always like a people pleaser to like choose me choose me kind of thing so I think like looking back on it now I could definitely see how that played into a lot of like friendships and yeah even like with my family and stuff because like i had a stepmom growing up uh-huh. so i think i would like do more than my siblings or like my siblings that were her actual kids, kids yeah know? yeah so i'm like why pick me like i want to be your kid too kind yeah of thing. I, okay yeah you know what i mean so and i think was that from like your do you think that you saw that in your your dad like you know and you picked that up because you saw him doing that or was it because the lack of your mother not being present like that's what pushed you to do that i i'm thinking it's more towards the lack of my real mom being present. i think because 
like you want a sense of like belonging, you know, like and it's it's interesting that you bring that up because with my dad, like that was my real dad and stuff, so I didn't have to like feel like I was trying as Yeah, because you know he would love you and mm-hmm. just, yeah, accept yeah. But then all my siblings were like, Oh well you're dad's favorite so then I was trying to like in reverse, like try to be my mom's favorite. Oh. Sort of kinda to be like just accept me, like, yeah. as your own kind of, I don't know. It's, like, really interesting dynamic, but... Yeah, it's, it's kind of sick. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're telling yeah, me. All right. <laughs> you're like, I did it. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Um, so, how did you... Well, did you really feel like yourself, like, having to learn how to cope with it? Like, with the... With the lack of or the compensation of trying to be accepted, did you have to find ways to cope with? Oh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily. This is not necessarily my mom, but like, I still want her to feel like I'm her daughter. Like, did you ever find? Did you ever feel like you weren't getting the reception you needed sometimes? Um, like I think growing up, not so much. Like as I got older, I was like, I could see it more, like how she would treat me as opposed to like other siblings, um, because I have other siblings that. Um, were her like step uh kids uh-huh. because she had her sister like went through the same thing so she oh, wow. raised her sister's kids too wow so it was kind of like a whole a big mix, mix yeah, of yeah everything yeah so, melting pot mm-hmm. wow so i think wait where's the question <laughs> oh, how did, did, I cope did you it? had to cope yeah um, yeah i don't know i think i just kind of gave not gave up but i was just like okay this is kind of the reality so just like don't go out of your way to do so much extra if like you know they're not going to reciprocate the same thing yeah so i think you kind of just learn like you know what okay like enough sir to a certain point like enough is enough yeah kind of just go with the flow and just i mean like and i just be more grateful for like what i actually have because i could have like been on the sh- like if my dad was like oh i don't want to take you you got to go with your real mom like i could have been out on the streets uh-huh. or like doing whatever do- and you yeah. know have a whole different lifestyle yeah so only think- fans and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said, said, mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but no i get what you're saying yeah, yeah like it, it could have been a completely different story mm-hmm. for you yeah yeah well so was, i guess it's good that you actually found that way then to mm-hmm. to to deal with and just I guess come to terms with it, right? Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. be more grateful for what I actually have than because people have a way worse. You know, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, so your dad ended up getting married af- before after your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and did your mother kind of just like fade away, or was she still kind of present in your life after that point? Um, for because it. She went. She ended up going to jail for a couple years. She's okay. All right. Yeah. So, for the for the addiction or yeah. For okay. Like possession and all okay. that stuff. Okay. Okay. You know she yeah. was like making it in trailers and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, Breaking bad. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Except you know she didn't uh, make she money. Was, she wasn't yeah, actually. <laughs> she, she used yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's that song. She just like, used she it. She wasn't smart about it. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So then, like, I think what it was around the time that she was supposed to get out is when we ended up moving to Connecticut for, like, safety reasons and stuff. Oh, wow. But, okay. Um, so, like, when I did move, they let me have open communication. And, like, my dad was just very, and my stepmom, they are very, like, okay, this is the situation. And, like, this is who she is and what she does. And this is why we're doing the things that, like, the way things are. Yeah. You know, they were very, like, upfront at an early age. Yeah. And, like they would let me contact her but it was all like through them at the same time so they made it known like okay you you have the option to like know her if you want to but if you don't like we support you either way kind of a thing so she never like faded out or anything she like made that choice to stay in contact and then i had the reciprocation of like okay i do want to talk to you or get to know you and it was like up to me but to an, a certain extent. Yeah. Like, so did she, did, is she the one that uh, in, initiated the contact to talk to you, or were you the one that reached out to her first? Um, I I think it was more her first because I was so young, I didn't really understand. Like I wasn't like, oh, I want to talk to my mom yeah. or anything like that. She was the one sending emails or whatever, and um, or trying to call. And so we had like this 
uh, folder, like a subject notebook or whatever. Yeah. And like we'd have to like mark the date and like I'd write like what we talked about and oh, wow. things like that. And if she did send emails, my parents would read it first and make sure it was like, oh, appropriate. Oh, kind of screen it. Yeah. Yeah, because she could be a little extreme sometimes. Yeah, oh, okay. You know how they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, and how many years um, was it? Because like you see, when she went to prison, so how many years had passed when you actually like saw her again? So she she was only in prison for like a couple of years, and then she got out and just like went and lived her life, and uh-huh. we were in Connecticut. So it was when I was like sixteen or okay. something is when I finally saw her again. So about like thirteen years or so. Wow, thirteen! Mm-hmm. Wow, and yeah. how was? And how was that experience? Like, do you remember the day? Like, yeah, okay. I remember like what I ate, where I was wow. at. Wow, like, yeah, that's it was crazy. Like, <laughs> did did it feel like a dream to you, or like? Kind of, I guess. Like looking back on it, like it doesn't feel real because I was like, it's meeting a stranger more or less. Yeah. Like you have an idea of like what you think they're gonna look like or sound like or what they're gonna tell you and this and that. Yeah. But it was very like. I met her, and of course, she starts crying, Yeah, and it's, like, all about her, more or less, like, in, instead of, like, oh, my gosh, like, what have you done? Yeah, like, I'm like, got, you're so big now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so it was, like, meeting a whole stranger, like, uh-huh. like, okay, this is your name, and this is what you are to me, but I don't know you at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was really, really weird. So, and, where'd you guys happen to end a meeting? Um, it was actually at a Shane's Rip, Shane's Rip Shack. Shane's Rip Shack. Okay, mm-hmm. shout out to Shane's. I know. <laughs> Bringing mothers and daughters back together <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, and like, were you? Did you actually? Did you arrive there before her, or was she? Or like, what did you? Um, did you have I, to wait, or? I don't Okay. That much. I just know I was like the you know like when you're going on a first date or something and you get like those butterflies in your stomach yeah. and you almost want to throw up kind of it was like on that person that. yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> um it was almost like that kind of a feeling and I know my dad and my stepmom like they had went with me you know so for security reasons yeah were they actually um like next year or did they kind of hang back and let you like have the experience at first we were all together okay and my dad was kind of like talking a little bit because I was so scared like I really I didn't even know what to say like how yeah. do you approach that person yeah like, in front of you you're like you, like I haven't like I don't know you yeah yeah you know? so yeah. it was very interesting and then um when I felt like more comfortable like we were able to like go um like a couple tables away or okay whatever, like on the sidewalk and my mom and dad went and ordered food and okay. whatever, and we just kind of talked, and it was so weird. It was way worse. Like I was like, really? I need to go back to the table right now. <laughs> like this is not the business. Yeah. You know, because like she, she like makes all, starts making all these promises, like oh, I'm gonna pay for your braces and I'll buy you clothes and I'll do whatever. Just you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and like growing up, she would send like care packages or whatever, and they would always be like things like magazines that have been cut out and like color she so like ransom color, notes i don't even, i don't even know she'd like color like little kid photos oh wow and stuff like that but then she would send like clothes and stuff but it was always like dirty clothes or like like used undies and like it was so so like, what i would get so excited and it would like uh be completely covered in like cigarette smoke and stuff so i'm like unwrapping it and i'm like oh, like no. kill me experience yeah yeah, so I yeah. Was, like, so hearing her like, oh, I'm going to pay for this, and I got you on this, and it just, like, reminds me of the times, like, yeah. when she got me. Uh-huh. But, like, Some dookie stain underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll make sure to put that through the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Extra bleach, but, you know. I was, wow. It was, it was interesting, and, like, she just starts crying and crying, and I'm like, oh, you are a grown woman. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, I, I should be like, comforting you. You should be, <laughs> yeah. Cause did you did you cry at all or no? think so i was just kind of like i was more this jarred and i was just like what i don't where are these tears come up from? yeah i don't know i guess you go so many years and it's like kind of a routine yeah because you know there'd be like years where like i wouldn't hear from her for like months and months and then she'd like come back and oh poor me and i'm sorry and i i love you so much and i'm gonna do better i'm gonna be better and then like you don't hear from them yeah it's like always crying and i'm like 
it's like the boy that cried wolf kind of a yeah. thing. Like, when are you going to actually be serious yeah. about it, you know? So because was, you say these things and then here mm-hmm. you, but yeah, here you are like not talking to me for a couple of years right. and then here you are showing up again and mm-hmm. making the same promises. So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got to understand. Yeah, for sure. And then like, so she had promised you all this stuff and then how was like saying goodbye to her? Was it just like... Deuces, really? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she hit the dab on him and walked out. <laughs> no, I think it, it was... I don't remember. Like, I I know that I felt relieved almost to get out of that situation because oh, wow. I was really wow. uncomfortable. And I was just like, I don't know what... I felt like I needed to do more, but, I mean, there was nothing for me to do other than, like, agree to even meet you in the first place, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it was definitely, like, a, a weight off my shoulder, too, because... I was like, I don't want to go through life and then have like that what if down the road, like, oh, I never took that chance, like when I had the opportunity, because yeah. I think my dad, his his real father, uh, passed before he could go and meet like, him. I think, cause yeah, cause he was really little and um, his mom and his adoptive dad like yeah. moved him across, the, you know, so it was like a similar situation. So he never got that chance and. So he always was like, you know, I don't want you to regret it later in life. Like, you don't have to, but I'm just letting you know from personal experience. Like, if I could go and see my uh-huh. dad, you know. He would have, mm-hmm. yeah, before he passed. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I, I think I think that would make anybody like, really question, like, because for the for longest for me, like, I always have been like, oh, I, I never want to be my dad. Like, just because I, I never knew who he was. And then, like, when I, I think I only talked to him, like, once ever, like, on the phone ever. Mm-hmm. But, like. After that, I always question, like, why isn't he here? Like, where is he? Yeah, all this stuff like that. And then, but I think if someone would told me, like, hey, you should do this before, too, I think it would probably would change my perspective. Like, oh, yeah, I need at least mm-hmm. you know, see this man. Like, mm-hmm. and just, because I think after you saw your mom, you, you knew for you knew for yourself who she was. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know for myself who he is, but I just know about him. And so right. it's like, I guess I can stand, like, you you got that closure, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not, like, the closure that you want, because obviously everybody wants, like, that happy ending, like, where you make up and everything's hunky-dory and you can build that relationship with them. I yeah. think even at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, now I know and I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. After that, I was just like, you know what? If you contact me, we're cool. If you don't, like, I'm good, too. Yeah, because I, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is who you are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And going back to when you said that you would find yourself pleasing people, did you ever feel like, did you ever like realize it while you were doing it? Like, did you ever have a, a feeling like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even want to do this or like, this isn't something I feel like I should have to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, with your relationships. Um. So that plays heavily like into my ex-relationship, I think, a lot. Okay. Um, because... He was also, like, he depended on uh, substance abuse a lot. Like, he drank a lot and also would always be high and everything. So I think that kind of played into that because I wanted to, like, fix him. I wanted to help him. And it plays into, like, how my real mom was, you know, and she had those addictive qualities and stuff. So I'm like, well, I couldn't help her, so I'm going to go help Help somebody else, you know? So I saw that a lot. In in the beginning, I think I was just, like, phased by it. I was really young. I was naive and everything. So I was like, oh, whatever. But then later and later, I was like, I'm enabling him. I'm, like, being codependent on helping him and trying to fix him. And then finally, like, yeah, you reach a point where you're like, okay, what I, all the efforts that I'm making aren't doing what I was hoping would do. Hoping, you yeah, know? yeah. So I think that definitely played a lot into like that. And there's even been like friendships where I'm like going and helping and helping and helping. And like, they're still doing the same thing. Or like sometimes my younger sister, like she'll come to me with all her problems that I'm trying to help and she keeps going and doing her own thing. So yeah, like, it's like you're not taking what I'm giving you, mm-hmm. but yet you come to me for, because yeah. at that point, so I, and I have friends like, I've had friends like that too, where it's like, like you're only really just coming to me to vent. Like right. not really coming to, me, coming to me because you want the help. Mm-hmm. And it's cool if you want to vent, but it's frustrating for somebody to come to you and say, I don't know what to do while they're venting to you. It's like, Mm-hmm. this is something that you're not trying yet so here's my suggestion mm-hmm. try a suggestion and right. they don't do it and you're like okay well do you really want the help because mm-hmm. I'm literally telling you something that different from what you're doing right. and you choose to do the same thing again and then you get back to the same situ- situation and you're like oh my gosh right. 
I'm so upset with this guy or I'm upset with this girl. It's like, mm-hmm. I literally just told you what to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My, my younger sister's a lot like that. And I think there's like a difference between like someone coming and be like, hey, like I really just need someone to talk to. Like, will you just listen? And yeah. then you can like listen and throw in advice here and there. But like if someone's coming to you all the time, like, man, I really have this problem. Yeah. And, this and that, and, and I need help you, and this you and that. kind of almost feel like it's your problem too to deal with, and it yeah. adds like that stress onto you. It's draining. Mm-hmm. It's draining. So yeah. if you're like, because you're trying to help, you're trying to help, and you're like, why aren't they listening to what I'm saying? And yeah. then you're like, what am I not doing right for them to make them do it my way? Kind yeah. Of, yeah. You know? So I think there's like a difference, and it weighs different on you as well because, like I said, you just bend, you can like nod your head a couple times and be like, yeah, you know, yeah, no, that sucks, you know here for you man but then but they don't care because they're just like letting it out like, yeah some people just need that release and they I'm do cool yeah, with yeah. That, but don't it's different when people are like weighing it on you without but a lot of people don't even realize they're doing it i think it's just like me in general like absorbing problems that i shouldn't have to absorb yeah thinking that i'm gonna fix them yeah so. yeah because I have this like a well, I don't know if it's an analogy, but it's like a I just say like sometimes people are kind of like like gas tanks, like you know mm-hmm. when you you fill people up with with, with your gas, mm-hmm. you know, and you you fill them up with with what you have, and then they leave they leave you empty basically because once right. they once you're full once you fill someone else up, you're empty, you know, the mm-hmm. tank's empty, so it's like or the gas canister's empty, so it's mm-hmm. like we're the gas canister sometimes for yep. people, and we just fill them up and then. They keep wanting gas. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And, uh-huh. But 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 they don't drive anywhere. You know what I mean. In, mm-hmm. in a sense, they 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 still there, but they don't want to want to take the chance to drive somewhere different. Right. So it's like frustrating on that end. And for your so for your relationship, did your um did your dad know you you and that guy were dating? And mm-hmm. did he know about like what he was? Yeah. So did did he happen to say anything to you about that? Because since he kind of kind of you know lived through himself mm-hmm. too. Um. It's interesting because my dad's kind of like a very like uh, close off person. Like, okay. if I were to go to him and be like, "Hey, dad, like I have this this really big issue and like I'm really struggling and I really need advice," and then he'll open up and be like, "Hey, you're being stupid." Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like if, if I go to him for an honest opinion, he'll be open he'll be and honest. honest. Yeah. You know? but yeah. If I don't, he he won't really say anything because he's like, "Well, you know, I don't want to be that person to tell you how to live your life." Like. Sometimes you need to figure things out for yourself and yeah. um, it kind of goes back to that thing. Like if I were going and I'm like, hey, dad, like he's doing it again. He's doing it again. And I keep staying with him. Then he's going to be like, well, you're being stupid. Like, yeah. I can't help you if you can't help yourself. Yeah, I can't really make you do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but like towards the end of it, um, I was being more honest and was like, hey, like because I think. At that time, we were actually were all living together. It was me, my dad, and my ex, and um, so he could see it more. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so he he was just like, you know what, like I'm gonna tell you how it is, and he did bring up the past, and he's like, I dealt with that with your mother for a lot of a long time, but you have to get to a point where you just don't want to put up with it anymore, yeah. and you're gonna know when that point is, and then you're going to need to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. So, did, and did it take that conversation when he said, like, I dealt with your mother? Like, did it, did it, did you not see that or did you see it, but you were just, but just hearing it kind of like made it real for you? I think it, it did a little bit because then I'm like, well, I don't want to be that person for my whole life. Like, I don't, like, what I've been doing isn't working, so why am I going to be stressed? Like, because at that time, I was still really young. Yeah. I mean, anyways. No, to, but, to you. <laughs> 25 is pushing it. Yeah. I'm almost 30. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, I'm really, I'm too young to be dealing with, like, problems that are bigger than me. Like, yeah, like, alcoholism um, is pretty mm-hmm. a pretty heavy thing right. at a young age to deal, to deal with, yeah. Yeah, so I was like... I'm too young for this and I don't want to you know my dad put up with it for a while because he had to but he wasn't in a relationship at the same time so yeah. he kind of was able to be like oh she's doing it again and then do Just whatever leave and do, and, yeah do his own thing yeah. yeah 
So I, I think that kind of pushed me a little bit just because he was like, well, you know, she, they're not going to change, I think is yeah. what it was. And then I was like, you know what, that's right. You know, she's been this way her whole life. She, it's a pattern, like they're going to get better for a little bit and then they go down. And yeah. it was the going down part that always sucked. So I was like, you know, he's right. And I, but because it was my first relationship, first love, all that. Oh, really? It was? Wow. Yeah, yeah it was okay. like the whole nine yards. I think there was so much emotional, like, oh, I don't want to let go. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's kind of like, do you, how long do you want to keep going through yeah. with it? And so I think having that conversation with my dad and like just being completely open and honest with the whole thing and what his input on it was, I was like, no, I, I think you're right. And, yeah. I, and I started to realize it as a whole instead of like just the, oh, I don't want to cry and I don't want to feel bad kind of thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I say like, you know, like addiction in the end, it, it kills two people. You know? It kills a person that is going through it and it kills a person that, that they love, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's really good that you were able to, take the advice and and see it for what it was at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Like, I don't want to be the person that's just, you know, sad and hurting because mm-hmm. that, like I said, drains you. It mm-hmm. really does. It just takes a, a heavy toll on you. And also, too, like, I feel like when you break up with somebody who's, who is going through that, like, it feels kind of like you're going through through that too as well. You know what I mean? In a sense, like, you... You are finding a way to grieve for mm-hmm. that person, even mm-hmm. though they're not really gone, but they're like gone because they're destroying themselves in a mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think that was part of the sadness too, and I think also because like I felt like I couldn't help them, and then I feel almost guilty because I'm like, well, they're still gonna go about their life doing that, but it's like you have to be able to separate. Like, okay, like yeah, I'm sad, but it's their life like yeah. i have my own life to live and they're choosing that path so yeah. it's kind of like it was hard it was definitely like because you feel guilty and i don't know if that comes from like the whole mo- mother situation yeah. and stuff. i'm like i don't know if, because i just couldn't help them as a whole and like what they're going through i'm like i don't yeah. know but it's hard hard because like you're like Cause at some point you're just like I don't want to see you, you know destroy yourself. Right. That's, and that's the reality. Like you're destroying yourself, and I don't want to see that. Like, yeah. It hurts to mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely understand. Definitely understand that for sure. Um, and to kind of shift gears a little bit because okay. I know I'm asking you all this, all this heavy stuff, and uh, see you're crying. You're like storm over there. <laughs> you're all laughing and stuff. <laughs> all right. Um. So right now you're actually. You're dating someone now, or are you single? Yes. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship. Okay, so this interview's over. Thank you for joining. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for you now that you've gone through this stuff, what is the biggest like deal breaker in a relationship for you now? Um, I think, um, well, one, this is kind of like, it doesn't have anything to do with it, like any of that heavy stuff, uh-huh. but um, like when people are rude to waiters and stuff, and waiters really? and like just people in public... Um, I think it's because I worked in retail so long. Oh, okay. So, like, you get tired of people making jabs at you all day. So, like, I don't know. When people go out, like, if if it's, like, the bare minimum service, like, I'm still going to tip, like, at least 15%. I don't know. 15? Maybe 10. I'm sweating. I don't know. You know, or just, like, if they're, like, just being rude, I'm like, I can't. Because if you're rude to people you don't know, like, you're going to still be rude to people that you do know. Yeah. Um, yeah, or, like, if they're mean to their, like, if they don't have a good relationship with their parents, I think sometimes that says a lot about who they are yeah. as well. So like, if you're willing to spit on your mom's face, you're yeah. probably willing to hit me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah it makes so sense, yeah. I think yeah. that those two are, like, my biggest, or, and hygiene. Like, oh, right. okay. You gotta have hygiene, okay. you know? Like, Wash the cheeks, brush the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. I, yeah. It's funny, because I never... Like, my mom always used to tell me, like, oh, yeah, like, make sure you tip people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I got older, like, I was getting more experiences where, like, the waiters were just, like, flat out rude. Like, mm-hmm. just rude. Like, didn't care. I remember one Christmas, me and my lady, uh, everything was closed, of course, at Christmas. And the only place that was open was IHOP. Mm-hmm. So, me and my lady actually went to IHOP for, like, um, Christmas dinner or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, we thought, oh, it's going to be, like, a nice time, whatever. This waiter... She was not happy about it. Like I think that she was not supposed to work that shift, and she came in the cover oh, no. because she was upset about everything. Like 
we got hot chocolate that came out cold. We was like, no, like, like there's no, yeah, like, it's not, yeah, like, what, what are you doing? And then, like, we got, like, I forgot, well, we had, like, a breakfast for dinner that night, mm -hmm. and, like, everything was cold. Like, I, I think the pancakes were, like, half, like, cooked, in our opinion. Like, it was, like, really, like, really smush. Bad. Yeah, we're like, oh, my God. And I was mad. I was like, I'm not giving her a tip. And my lady was like, no, like, because she worked in real hotel, too. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, just give him a tip. You know, you know what they're going through. And I was like, ah, oh, like. Yeah, that's and, like but, my mentality. Yeah, that's how she was. So I was like, we gave her, gave her a tip. But we're like, man, we were never coming back to IHOP. And we didn't go back for like, I don't think we've ever been back since together. Wow. Yeah, I don't think we ever met to IHOP after that. But like, we still tipped them. But I was just like, uh, I can't do it. It but, like breaks you a little bit. Yeah, because it's like, I don't, for me personally, it's like if someone's like really not doing what they're, the bare minimum of their job, like mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it's unfair sometimes to yeah. give them money for not even doing the bare minimum, but mm -hmm. she, but she may realize like, you don't know what that person's going like. Someone could have died in her family. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. That, that's true. Like they could be having a really horrible day. Yeah. You know, so. I, I usually try to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's like a fine line between like, okay, I'm going to let you act like this yeah. and you really don't like, where's your manager? Yeah. I'm pull a Karen. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's my thing too. I'm, I'm so now I'm like, okay, as long as they don't say anything racist towards me, like you have a bad day, but I was like, if you do something racist towards me, then I definitely know it's not you having a bad day. Yeah, You're just a bad person. Uh -huh, so yeah. I'm not going to tip you. So <laughs> that's where my line is now. So, <laughs> but yeah, before I was like oh, I don't want to get my no tip. Mm. Nah. -uh. <laughs> um, I have a, so I know at work we do we do a lot of crazy things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I what is an unwritten rule at work to, that you know of? Um, I think like a pretty common one is like don't date people at work. I feel like that's an unwritten rule because that's just bad news right there. I broke that rule plenty of times. Oh, trust me. <laughs> you know Brenda, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said no way. <laughs> For y'all, those, those of you who don't know, Brenda's like in her fifties. I over, I think over fifty. Probably, yeah, so yeah. that's the joke. She's an older woman, and I'm a cougar hunter. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. I don't think anybody in the office is actually dated really yeah no, I, I think that that's actually how i met my ex or whatever at work um, okay through fries or whatever so i think there was like times where you're just like getting all jealous when i'm like mm -hmm. you know why are you checking her out at yeah, the register like, mm -hmm, it's my right. job babe. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> don't double bag her what are you doing why really you know, yeah, you know, or like when when you were having like issues and stuff, like you'd be at work all like looking uh -huh. all mean and nasty, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I can't, like never again. Yeah, why are you know? honoring her coupon? You know it's expired. You want her number? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, my, my lady and I, we actually met at uh at Banner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, there were times where like when we we would fight and. uh yeah, she would just be like angry with me, arguing or her, whatever. And yeah, it definitely. It, yeah, up? it definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even when we eat lunch together, we mad at each other. She wouldn't be talking to me and be like, oh, "I hate this. This is uh, annoying." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and then it's more like you can be fighting and like having your differences at home or whatever, but like you can deal with it outside. Uh -huh. like, being at work. I don't know. I you like, gotta fight at home and then. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have a bad day when I'm at home and when I'm at work. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah, because then they'll see you having fun. Yeah, and then they're like, you're supposed to be mad. Yeah, exactly. That's how it goes. They're like, why are you laughing? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is something that you feel stupid doing, but um, it might be normal? Um. So this one is, so I'm like always a cold person. Like I get cold so easily. So like every time like when the movies are open, I'm pretty sure they still are. But like yeah, when, yeah. like when you would actually go and like before COVID and stuff, I was always at the movies. So I'd always bring like um, a big old blanket, and then like when the movie starts, you know, I would like a blanket make, my, make myself at home because like <laughs> took your shoes off. <laughs> no, unless I was wearing flip flops. Oh. But, like. <laughs> I could never take my shoes off at the theater. I couldn't. Because I don't really trust that they clean the floor sometimes. Uh-uh. I couldn't no, no, do it. That is a good point. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I always feel stupid because I'm, like, over there, like, we're all wrapped up in a blanket in public. But I just, I can't. And I would wear, like, I'd have, like, shoes, 
if unless it was like summertime, but yeah. I always have like my shoes, socks, pants, like a sweater, a long sleeve, and a like blanket, jacket, everything, and a blanket. Because like for me, I can't enjoy the movie as if, if you're cold. cold. <laughs> you know, like you can't home. watch Frozen too if you're cold. I get that, it. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. And then like I always like when the credit starts rolling before the lights come up, I like shove it back in the the, the bag real quick, make sure nobody saw me. You know? <laughs> But I don't know. That's like one thing that I'm like, you know. But I don't care because I'm gonna be comfortable. Yeah, guy. I looked at you. I was like, she probably is a sickly child. Probably, <laughs> she's probably a make a wish kid. Probably. That's why I would think if I saw you all blanket up, you know, like okay, yeah. I think she probably should be home on an IV or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want to say I'm gonna ask you in, in one sentence, and you, if you can, um, describe the internet in one sentence. I found this this question very interesting because I feel like the internet is it's so powerful and it's like definitely the future, but yet it can be so destructive. Mm, yeah. So I think in one sentence, the the internet is the future, but it's destructive. But it's okay, yeah. okay, all right. It's, it's short and simple to the point. I like it. Yeah. 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 yeah good internet. Yeah. I I did a uh, a comedy set. I think it was last. I think it was last week or mm-hmm. the week before. Um, but yeah, I was talking about like how the internet really can like it's so different now from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we just had like a couple of like searches and stuff, but nowadays like there's so much information out there and it's mm-hmm. so easy to get sucked into it as well as like hurt people on it. You know what yep, I mean? So yep. yeah, it definitely is destructive for sure. Like I saw that stuff too, like they were doing recently with like there's like the cancel culture with everything, so mm-hmm. it's like, man, the internet definitely can be can be damning if mm-hmm. you're if you're not careful with it. So yes, yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you have any nicknames for like your family members or coworkers? Um, not so much coworkers, but growing up, like me and my siblings, like we all we all had nicknames. So like my older brother, um, his name is Jeremy, but I think like he had a grandma or something in. Um, her name was Gigi, and it was like his favorite, whatever. Okay. That was, so we always called him Gigi. It was never oh. like Jeremy. And then when people would be like, "Why are you calling her, calling him that?" and we're like, "I don't know." Oh. We well, just like kind of went with things. He just know? likes it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when my younger brother, when he was little, like he didn't, he hadn't grown into his ears yet, so we called him Dumbo. Oh. But he was the cutest. So like it was fine, and you know, Dumbo's kind of cute, Disney, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, but um, my younger, my youngest sister, um, she had a couple. Like she came up with this weird word called squinch, and like squinch. She, yeah, that sounds perverted. I don't know what the heck, but <laughs> she, like she like made it her email and everything. So like that's just what we would call her. Or like my older brother would call her ogre just because like she smelled and stuff. Sometimes. She smelled something. <laughs> I like how like, casually you just said that she smelled and stuff sometimes. Like. <laughs> Her name was Brianna, but we'd always call her Bianna, just like because everybody because like, everybody be on her. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, she was the trouble one. Oh, you know? okay. So we always had a Bianna. You know? <laughs> but uh, and then before I got my braces, like I had a snaggle too, so they, they'd call me snaggle too. So. <laughs> <laughs> like so now when they when they say it, I'm like you can't. You can't call you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. it's funny. Like back then, I was like. <laughs> It's so funny. And go in the closet and cry. I hate it. I'm like, I'm going to smash my teeth in. I'm going to smash my teeth in. That sounds sick. Yeah, but we kind of all had, and it was all in good humor, so it was like, we... They were bad names, but we didn't mean anything yeah. behind them or anything. So I think I, I can't. I think I think like my mom would give us nicknames, but it was just like our middle name. So my my uh, I think my brother she would call him JoJo. I think mm-hmm. either him or I think it was Joel. Yeah, they call call him JoJo, and then uh, my little brother would be Jor, just mm-hmm. Jor, and then mm-hmm. that would be and my nickname would be Mistake. So. Was, <laughs> <laughs> So just simple nicknames, you know. Yeah, <laughs> nothing too crazy. Yeah. Now she would call. <laughs> she probably heard that too. Uh, she would call me like uh, either like Nay or or Joseph, mm-hmm. my own name. So mm-hmm. that's what she would call me. But yeah, we didn't really have nicknames. Like we didn't really give each other nicknames, nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Jordan, I think Jordan was called snitch sometimes by my brother because he would, he would he would say things a lot. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you uh, if if you're arrested with no uh, if you're arrested with no explanation. So say you got arrested, um, and your family didn't know um, why you got arrested. What would you think that they would say you got arrested for? Definitely speeding. Speeding? Yeah. Okay. Because I do it. Religiously, like, you do the speed limit. It's just a suggestion. All right, so until you hit a kid, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they would definitely be like, "Oh, she was speeding." But oh, okay. the funny thing is, knock on wood, I've never been like pulled over or anything. So I'm like, and I, I speed, and I, you know, and a lot of the times, like I see a cop, and I'm like, I already know they saw me, so yeah. I'm gonna fly by them anyway. Yeah, because like, what else could you do at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Over and be like, you see this radar? I'm like, be like, I was going 30, officer. Yeah. Yeah, when you hit the brakes, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's definitely their, would be their answer because okay. I, I, I'm like the innocent one. I've never done anything. Uh, okay. I was never the troublemaker. So yeah. I'd be like, she ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. I don't know. They probably be like, "Oh, because you're black." I was right. What they would say? <laughs> I wasn't even doing anything, fam. I was just chilling. That's how. Yeah, I don't even know idea what they would think. Really, that's interesting. I should think about that more because mm-hmm. I have no idea what they would think. I'd probably be probably like stealing because I don't. I never done drugs and I rarely rarely drink. Mm-hmm. You know, on on weekends, but on weekdays, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um. So back to your your family. Um. Well, for I guess for I guess a full circle thing, if there was one takeaway from your experience, um, like with your mom and meeting her and just growing up, you know, with her absence, what what would be what would be for you the takeaway? Um, I think the biggest takeaway is just learning how to forgive. Um, I found that if you hold on to things that you can't that are like out of your control, like it's just gonna weigh you down. Um, so I think just like, you don't always necessarily have to forget, but to just forgive and move on with their life and like, enjoy what you can control as opposed to like what you can't, I think that would be my biggest takeaway from this okay. whole, whole experience. Whole okay. Mm-hmm. And if you had, if someone that, you, that, that maybe listening to this is like kind of going through the same thing, like within a relationship, like supporting someone who's going through you no know, substance abuse or alcoholism. Or even have a family member who's doing that. Now, mm-hmm. what advice would you want to give to them or let them know? Like, that would probably help them. Um, I think the first piece of advice is just to know, like, it's not their fault. Um, I think sometimes we think, like, well, what did I do? Like, or why am I not good enough to make them stop doing whatever it is that they're doing or yeah. whatever? I think just know that it's not, like, an issue that with yourself, it's, like them and they need to fix it for themselves um and so that it's okay like if you need to walk away from that situation or and I know sometimes like when you have parents and stuff like that and you're in a situation where you can't I think just to like accept the situation and Mm -hmm. just be like and just don't blame yourself and just know that it's okay to like separate them from you like you don't have to have a relationship with them you don't if you're in a relationship with somebody like know that if that's not what you want and that's not like how you envision your future yeah and like you know like in this moment that they're not helping themselves like that it's okay to walk away and if they will fix it and like they want the help then they'll do it on their own time but you being there isn't gonna help I think um at least that was like me personally you know and I think even to this day like they're still doing what they're doing so I think sometimes just walking away and knowing it's okay and just like just to let go just let go and live your life and don't hold on to what other people are holding on to because it'll just weigh you down yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and I think it's really good sound advice too and I think in saying that too as well like understanding as well like it's not easy to do that yeah you know it's definitely definitely a a journey Mm -hmm. yeah and you're gonna you can process that and but i think the the hardest part is the first step away but then it gets easier yeah another step just know mm -hmm. yeah it's it's baby steps but 
they're necessary, I guess. Yeah. And just knowing that you, if you don't want to take that leap, that first step, that it's okay yeah. and just do what's best for you, yeah. more or less. That's good. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. And the last thing I wanted to ask you is, um, is there or did you have something that when you had met your mom that you wish you could have asked her that you didn't or that you wanted to know that you didn't know? Um, I think the only thing I would ever have wanted to know is just like, why? I guess. Uh, well, why in regards to what? Like, like why were you never? I mean, I know like once you have that addiction and stuff, a lot of the time it like does become like a disease or whatever that yeah. you can't control. And I mean, you can if you get help or whatever. Yeah. But I think sometimes I just wonder like, why didn't you choose like me and my sister, you know, or like, why were we not good enough? Yeah. Or like in the sense of just why? Like, yeah. As a, as a whole. A whole yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why'd you, or like, why did you start drugs? Like, why did, or just like Oh, so the, you never know why she didn't. Mm, okay. No, because okay. I think when my dad met her, she had like already started that part of her life, but she was like better. And then okay. she like would go on and off, on and off or whatever. Oh, I see. So he okay. like met her at a good time and then realized, ooh, yeah. we got a bumpy road. Like, the, the good times are rare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I think why, just yeah. as a whole, yeah. I think it'll answer a lot of questions, but yeah. But I think too with that is like knowing that there's probably never gonna be an answer, like an actual answer. So yeah. I think knowing that you know you're not gonna get it is okay. Too, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Because at least like you did get to to at least get the the closure that you needed for who she was to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. I think yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. not like that question will uh, drag on forever. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, you learn. Awesome. If not, mm-hmm. then <laughs> deuces. I mean, like you said, <laughs> oh. peace, yeah, peace out. <laughs> um, are you on social media at all or no? Um, Not yet. I'm still kind of taking a step back from it, okay. but okay. usually I'm on everything. Okay. But, okay. but when she's on, I'll put, I'll put the, the link in if you want to. Check her out, you know, stalk her, give her like at least two likes on one of her pictures, or whatever. Please, um, please. I'm a charity case. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll put the link to the OnlyFans too, as well, so they can check that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for uh, being a part of the show. I really, like I said, I appreciate yeah, you yeah. coming all this way, even though you live up the street probably. But yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> the one living six hours away. Uh, um, you guys can follow me at uh, Nathaniel Butler Official. On Instagram, also at on Twitter at my talk is deep. That is the official Twitter account for this podcast. I'm on Facebook too, as well, and Nathaniel Butler Comedy. So, but if you guys want to keep up with what I'm doing a lot more often, I'm definitely on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm more active, doing all my my stuff and my little bits and stuff. So, yeah, go check it out. Um, hopefully, you like this episode. If you if you got something out, share um, it. You no, know, give some listens, some um, good review. That always helps me because people else will be able to see it and. Uh, it, it will just grow from there. So hopefully, you know, you guys like it. And uh, like I said, thank you again, Hannah, for coming to the show. And I'll see you guys next episode. Remember, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you.